Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Considering, but they have temporarily canceled 
their fraternities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Due to the hazing and all of this uh, behavior that goes on with fraternities and sororities. And they had a freshman who was found dead after attending a party. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea, you know, what, what, what it looks like for fraternities going forward. Well, yesterday, it was Ash Wednesday, and we talked about this whole Lent business and, you know, what you give up, you know, what people are giving up for Lent and and what the suggestions are that you should give up for Lent. And one of the suggestions was, Eliminate the toxins from your body during Lent. Well, you should be getting rid of the toxins out of your body, period. Why? Because it's the temple of the Lord, and we need to be taking care of it. Uh, They say you should be getting rid of gossip during Lent this Lent period, you know, this next 40 days, we should not be gossiping anything because the Bible tells us don't let anything that is not wholesome come from your mouth. Well, they also said stop complaining for Lent. So we're trying to figure out, do you stop complaining for the next 40, 39 days, and then as of the 41st day, you go back to business as usual. So, you know, we examined thoroughly these things that they say we should be giving up for Lent and really trying to Make some sense out of nonsense, because that's actually what we are doing when you think about it. You know, this Lent period is supposed to be mirroring what Jesus did for 40 days and 40 nights. And, I mean, that's like good and all, but, you know, is it... Are we doing this or these things for the right reason? Like I said, I just gave three things that they are saying we should give up for Lent. And first of all, if if you're trying to make that Christian, you know, walk worthy of being Christ-like, then you have no business doing any of these things at all. You know, generally... What people give up for those 30 days, I'm sorry, 40 days, you know, are very superficial. You know, they give give up chocolate. They give up eating meat on Fridays. They give up things that that at the end of the day is really not going to cost them. You know, we can sacrifice some things for the next month or so. But then after a while... Again, you kind of go back to business as usual, and, you know, that wasn't 
Jesus's MO. You know, that that's not what you know, he had in mind, God had in mind for that 40 days of fasting. And we got to be careful what we try to pattern ourselves behind even when it's something sacred. Because at the end of the day, if it's not for the right reason, if it doesn't have the proper intent, if it's not going to have the longevity that it should have, then is God going to see it the way we see it? You know, we like to think that all these things we do are honorable and noble and great and we'll score some points with God, but again, the Bible tells us that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Thoughts, ways, we're not equal to God like that. So we we got to be real careful of what we mirror. Okay? All right. Well, today is wow Wednesday. No, I'm going to sleep. My brain is going to sleep. Yesterday was Wild Wednesday. Today is Therapeutic Thursday. As you can see, I need some therapy. I need to get myself together as we uh, go forth and talk about anything that has to do with our physical health, mental health, emotional health. Uh, spiritual health, uh, financial health, yeah, yeah. Last week we had a good time with our finances, and I'm going to go and do a little digging and see what we can get done today for the beginning of our show, because I got something that I need your help with today. You know, I need you to get those brain cells Flowing and functioning Because I need you to start Talking back to me This morning And uh, It's something that everybody kind of goes through So hold your horses Hold your horses I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming I'm going to let you know I'm going to let you know what I'm talking about Okay Okay Well Giving God thanks for today And we about to get this party started So go ahead and Get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Slavery is wrong. You know it. We know it. We've officially known it since 1863. But here's something you might not know. We thought slavery was a thing of the past, but we haven't been paying attention. Today, there are more than 27 million slaves in the world. That's more than people enslaved today than the entire African slave trade. Men, women, and children held captive and used for labor, trade, and sex. 200,000 of them right here in America. This isn't a foreign problem. 
these 27 million people have gone unnoticed for far too long. So what can we do? You have a voice, and we can fight this. Tweet it, Instagram it, Facebook it, hashtag enditmovement, because together we are a force for good. Welcome back to his due time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, the day we discuss anything that has to do with our health. And um, we are so grateful to God. So grateful to God that we are on this side of the week. And uh, there's so much that could have happened. So we're going to give God thanks that he said no. Right? Right. Ah. So much, so much, so much. You know, so much is going on these days. Every time you turn around... There is so much going on. And when you think about, you know, how God has allowed us to come across the week clean with nothing, with no problems whatsoever, you know, my mind is just reflecting on you know, all the news that I looked at yesterday and all the shootings that took place and to think that we we dodged that bullet without even trying. Can you imagine that? That we didn't have anything to worry about and we didn't even realize it. Mm. All righty. Make sure you give God thanks the proper way by giving him your life. Because just saying thank you ain't enough. Not when we look at this news. Not when we look at the news today. Well, you know how we do on Thursday mornings. We get that uh, health tip. So, today won't be any different. All right, well, I have a list of foods that they say the uh, the nutritionists, the doctors, all say that they don't touch because of their cholesterol. 
So if you have cholesterol problems, you may not want to touch these things either, okay? Now, high cholesterol is really, really common. Um, They say two in five American adults deal with high cholesterol, and it actually puts you at an increased risk of a stroke or a heart attack, and we just went through all of those um, tidbits about a stroke and a heart attack over the past few weeks. We've been covering that pretty heavily. And to give you a little more information, they say cholesterol is a waxy substance that circulates in your blood Mm. They said now cholesterol isn't necessarily dangerous on its own because you do need some cholesterol to help build cells and make hormones. But too much cholesterol is actually the problem. All right? So, mm. let's see. Now, they say that there are certain foods that really add to high cholesterol, all right? And the ones who know about your body, they say they really, really stay away from. So we want to kind of follow the people that know, right? Always hang around people who are smarter than you are. So they say full-fat dairy is one of the things. It's high in saturated fat, which is not good for that bad cholesterol. They say saturated fat can actually decrease your body's ability to clear out the bad cholesterol. And uh, bad cholesterol goes to your liver to get cleaned up, and that's how you remove some of the cholesterol in your body. Mm. Wow. So they say dairy does have some health benefits, but... They want you to choose fat-free dairy products like yogurt because that helps with your magnesium, calcium, and vitamin D. All righty. They say that fat-free yogurt, cottage cheese, things like that, that's really the best thing for your body. Okay. They stay away from red meat. Mm. Now, we have heard that for years, right? Oh, people, they say don't eat that red meat, especially that beef, pork. They say it's not great for people with high cholesterol because red meat is high in saturated fat. Hmm, so 
they stay away from the red meat. All right? Now, they say that you can garnish your um, food with beans, and that will help you get those proteins in your body that you need. High-protein grains like quinoa or lentils are really good for your body. And that way you can kind of substitute the protein that you would get in red meat, okay? They say they stay away from skin on the meat. Mm. That's where all the good stuff is. <laughs> all right. So they say saturated fat is also high in meat skins. And they say this is skin of all meat. So whether it's chicken skin, turkey skin, pork rinds, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not giving away my skin. <laughs> oh, this is killing me. Get, you know, stay healthy is really, really good and really, really hard. Okay. They say, again, if you're looking for proteins, go for that fish, those beans, uh, chickpeas are really good, tofu. All right. So they say those proteins are lower in the saturated fat and can help maintain muscle mass while promoting heart health. Okay. So, they also say that we should look for skinless ground meats as well. All right. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, oh, boy. They say they also stay away from highly processed foods. And uh, they say many foods are processed in some form. Mm, okay. Minimally processed foods like salads, dry beans, are really not what they're talking about. They're they're focusing on smoked sausage and chips and things like that. They say they are usually high in unhealthy fats, salt, and low in fiber, vitamins, and minerals. They say, and that does not add to our cardiovascular health. Okay. So, hmm. They say that you can have steak every once in a while. Remember, stay away from the red meat. But every once in a while, they say you can have a small amount of steak but stay away from the highly processed foods because those are things we reach for on a, you know, more of a regular basis, okay? Stay stay away from fried foods, all righty? So they say fried foods are a good thing to avoid if you have high cholesterol because fried foods contain trans fat, which can increase your bad cholesterol levels along with your overall risk of heart disease. Okay? 
So they're saying this includes stuff like fried chicken, donuts, and french fries. Mm. They say if you want to see if the food you're eating contains trans fat, look for partially, I'm sorry, partially hydronated, I'm sorry, let me say this again. Look for partially hydrogenated oils listed on the ingredients label. All right. So that's what they're telling us to stay away from. Okay. Let me go over that again. The people that know best, they say they stay away from full fat dairy foods. They stay away from the red meat. They stay away from the skin on the meat. They stay away from highly processed foods and fried foods. Okay? That's like all the good stuff, right? Hmm. I got one more health tip for you this morning. Hold on a second. I think I pulled up the wrong thing. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, they say that eliminating these things from your diet can be a game changer for your heart health. All right. So drop down a couple of little spaces on that paper. Uh oh. Bacon. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Bacon, bacon, bacon. All right. Now, they say that bacon is made (laughs) with some adverse heart health ways. They say the curing process of bacon with sodium nitrate and its high sodium content can alleviate blood pressure. While the compounds formed during cooking, wow, contribute to inflammation and damage to blood vessels. All right. So they're talking about the big, but we went through this. I remember, now that I read this, I remember them talking about what happens um, when you cook bacon. I remember this. Sounds familiar now. Ooh, honey, they say that a cardiologist said that anyone who's eating bacon with heart health in mind (laughs) should be wary of processed meats in general. And again, they're talking about those red meats. And if you're going to eat bacon, eat it rarely. Eat it rarely. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. White bread. I can't tell you the last time we ate like straight white white bread. They said white bread such as a wonder bread. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. They say it can be very bad for your heart. They say white bread with its high glycemic index and lack of nutrients and fiber compared to whole grain options can lead to rapid blood sugar spikes, 
insulin resistance and weight gain, which increased the risk of heart disease and related complications. Okay. Hmm. They say, if you're wondering whether the baguettes in your groceries bakery department are any healthier, they say look at the ingredients on the label. They want you to look for 100% whole grain stamped on the package. All righty. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So when you look at the ingredients list, you want to see the first ingredient being listed as whole wheat, whole grain. That's what you want to search for. Okay? And again, guess what's coming up on this list? French fries. Mm, mm, mm. Shantice must gonna be she's gonna be really devastated. Because <laughs> she is the French fry queen. Hmm. Okay. And again, it's really the um they're saying especially when you like buy French fries in the store, um, like out of a restaurant, and they reuse those that same grease over and over again. So if you're going to eat French fries, they say stick to them being in the oven or eat them very, very rarely. Okay? So, again, all of them are, you know, all of this is saying you can't, like, not eat it at all. But if you're going to eat it, eat it extremely rarely. They are recommending things again. This is another list. I tell you, these same things come up on this list. Legumes, those lentils, those chickpeas, those beans. They say get that fiber in you to make sure you have healthy gut bacteria. They say get those flax seeds and almonds into your diet, another two staples that consistently come up. Mm. Okay. They say make sure we keep that magnesium in our system to help regulate our insides properly. Okay. So these are the things that they say we should uh Kind of keep away out of our keep out of our diet bacon, white bread, and French fries. Okay, all righty. Well, last week I got great feedback from our financial financial uh, conversation, and I had so. Many, I mean, so many different tips. So what I'm going to do is for our Therapeutic Thursday again today, I'm going to talk about more financial information. Okay? Hmm. So let me see where I left off. So... 
I have here some information regarding the pros and cons of community banks. Last week we went over our financial institutions and we talked about those, um, what do you call it, the, the commercial banks versus the credit unions. If you didn't hear that segment, whoa, whoa, and whoa. It, it, was, it was excellent. It was really good. Really good. All right, so I want to talk about the pros and cons of community banks. Okay? So they say community banks offer products such as deposit accounts and loans primarily to those who reside in the neighborhood where the bank is located. Okay, and they say these banks are often known for providing friendlier and more personalized service rather than the large national banks, okay? And they say because many areas of the United States are not served by larger banks, believe it or not, community banks are really um, needed, and they are com- like community consumer-based, opposed to being more for the businesses. Okay. Hmm. So they say that a a community bank offers deposit accounts and loans mainly for local residents and businesses, and this is what you want. You want a bank with the consumer in mind, opposed to businesses, because they're going to be a lot more consumer friendly. They're not going to have a lot of fees. Remember last week I talked about the, those fees? Oh, those fees, yeah. Fees just came out yesterday, so I got mad all over again. But, again, they're thinking more on your level not the business level, okay? They say that they are more personalized and invest in the communities, and they charge lower fees than the bigger banks, and they are limited to some of the things that they can do because they are more community and consumer-based. So that's a good thing to know. That is a good thing to know. All right. Now, they talk about their personalized service. So they say community banks are more commonly owned and managed by people who live near the bank. And uh, that's a good thing. They say bank employees may have long-standing friendships with the customers, and they kind of know what that area needs, has always had, what it does, what it hasn't had. So that's a good thing. That's really a good thing. They say that their focus is on giving loans to those in the community because they're trying to build the community. 
and they even help local businesses. So they may not be as business friendly, but they help the businesses in the community, which again becomes more consumer-based because who supports the local businesses? The consumer, all right? Mm -mm -mm. All right, now they say they um, give back in larger ways and they do a lot more volunteer and charitable work in the uh, for the organizations and businesses in the community. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And again, they have lower fees, bigger uh, 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 discounts than the larger banks that focus more on the business end. Okay. Now, the opposite side of that is they say while community banks typically offer deposit products and loans, they may not have some of the specialized products or offer like some of the credit card offerings and investment offerings such as the bigger banks. Okay, so that you have to decide whether that's important to you. They have fewer branches and ATMs. Now, we talked about this last week, and we talked about the fact that when you have, let's say, more banks and branches in that area, it's easier to get there because they, and they don't charge you fees if you bank there, opposed to when you have a when you have fewer branches then you get charged for using those ATMs and when you go to the other banks you know you can remember you can use your cards anywhere but they're not going to give you that discount they're going to charge you fees okay now they're saying that their digital banking offerings are also different they may not be as sophisticated as national banks or the larger banks, okay? They say because they have smaller resources, they have fewer resources, so they may not have those digital benefits that the other banks may have, okay? So if you want to try to figure out What's best for you? They say a community bank may be worth considering if you prefer to use a financial financial institution that's run by people in your community as well as one that focuses on, you know, loans that are good for us, okay? Or if you want a larger bank that offer you you know, that offers more, you know, uh, the digital banking, like we said, you know, more ATMs, things like that, okay? Now, they say if you want to find a community bank, they say they advertise a lot. So you can just type in community bank in or near me. You know, a lot of times when you 
type in something in your phone, first thing that comes up is so-and-so near me. Mm-hmm. All righty. So that's something for you to think about. Something for you to think about. Hmm. What else can we talk about in the finance department today? I saw something else that I had, and it was really interesting. And I thought you would find it beneficial for you. Now, for those of you who get bonuses and things like that, I found something that I think it would be good for you to know, especially those of you who get large tax returns. You know, we're in that tax season, and I remember years ago I used to get, like, really large tax returns, and I remember my tax preparer saying to me, you want to, because I have, you know, I had a mortgage, one of um, the suggestions was pay an extra mortgage payment. And that would help to bring down the term. Yeah, you would, you know, pay off your house quicker. So I wanted to give you some information. If they say if you plan to deposit $10,000 or more. Now I know you might be saying, "Come on, Steph. I ain't got that kind of money." But you know what? Hmm. You want to know these things. You want to know these things. Okay? Well, banks have to report anything that's large. All righty, especially at the $10,000 rate. But also you should know that they must, um, if anything comes up, you must explain anything over $1,000. Mm-hmm. If you go to buy a mortgage, you have to explain Anything that you deposit over $1,000, that does not come from a direct deposit from your job. Yeah. Because they want to know where this money is coming from. Yeah, come on. Put your head together. They want to know where this money is coming from, especially in this season of laundering and foreigners and all kinds of, yeah, they want to know. So, as with $10,000, definitely you have, they have to declare um, a, a notice um, and they're going to submit your name, your account number, your social security number, or your, like, EIN, and uh, know that uh, they're going to want to know where this money is coming from. Okay, so know this stuff. Now, you want to make sure that these are the things that you know in advance so you don't go and make these moves and then all of a sudden when you're flagged or things like that, now you're all surprised. Yeah, want to make sure you know all this stuff in advance. And think about how God is investing in us. This gives us... 
All these little tidbits. Okay? All righty. So, that's your little financial tidbit for this morning. I want to just check and see if I got anything else that I can help you with in the financial department. Hmm. Because I really, really, really want us to know as much as we are supposed to know. I don't want us uh, getting all twisted here. Okay. So I got some other stuff. But I will save that for next week, God spares. All right? All right. Now, hmm, here's something that I came across yesterday. And uh, Shatisa and I were talking. Excuse me. My mouth is really dry today. Shatisa and I were talking yesterday. And something came up, and I was like, you know what? I want to talk about that tomorrow. I want to focus on that tomorrow. And it was the insensitivity of people. You know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about setting yourself aside. And we talked about that yesterday, if you remember. We talked about, you know, Giving up stuff for Lent, yeah, that came up on our radar yesterday about setting yourself aside. Now, basically, you know, we came up with that last week because we were talking about how we love biblically. And that's one of the things, you know, you know, consider yourself higher than the next individual And that's something that we definitely want to do Being selfish Is not um, Something that God Wants for us um, We talked about Humility on the prayer uh, Our little prayer project We talked about Humility and being humble And just servicing Other people We talked about The love uh, chapter First Corinthians 13 In service This uh, sab- this past Sabbath And You know love does not Seek its own Yeah that's Not putting yourself Before other people And that seems to be something That we have A hard time with as people As humans Everything you look at Everything you see, everything you hear is based on some kind of selfishness. When we talk about Relationship Mondays and, you know, everybody, um, you know, you know, remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about the woman who was married to the man. You remember they got married young. They were childhood sweethearts and she got married to this man and, he ended up getting into a terrible accident, and he had ended. Uh, he had a traumatic brain injury, and she ended up divorcing him. And her new family is now taking care of the old family. And again, you know, 
people want you to focus on that. Oh, well, you know, I have my new family taking care of him and things like that. And, you know, one of the things we talked about is the fact that he can't talk. The man who's injured can't talk. So we really don't know how great he feels about all of these quote-unquote wonderful gestures more than the fact that you divorced him. And when you think about what she said, you know, it was about her. It was about her. You know, she wants to, you know, I'm sure she wants to feel good because she said, you know, she's going to take care of him until she dies. But if you made that level of commitment, why would that commitment be stronger outside of the marriage than within the marriage? You know, is God honoring? That's That, that was really the challenge that was put out there. Food for thought. Is God honoring more that gesture than had you, you know, taking care of this man for the rest of his life, on, you know, in marriage? And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are saying, Dad, you know, that's a lot. Well, again, we go back to the marital vows. You know, love. Um, I'll love you through sickness and in health. And you know, when the person gets sick, you divorce, and then that's like, what happened to the vow? You know, in 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 the good times and the bad times, what happens to the vow? And you know, the Bible tells us to let your yeas be yeas and let your nays be nays. Stick to what you say you're going to do, and that says a lot about committing yourself. You know, when everybody wants to jump up and get married, that's a that that's a tall order there. You know, are you going to be able to to that commitment? So that's just one of the ways. You know, when we talk about you know seeking, you know things for yourself. You know, am I putting myself before I'm putting? you know, everyone else or someone else. And I have to tell you, this world is full of just me, 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 me. And, you know, I I looked for some stories specifically revolving around that. And one of the first ones I picked up was none other than, you know, we're celebrating the facts that that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So, you know, as, you know, they do with all of the different um, leagues, they come back home and they have a parade. Every single one of them do it. Even when they win, like, the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference, they end up having parades. And with, I mean, they were really celebrating, had a lot to celebrate. Why are you shooting? What was the point of this? And... Eight children and all of the 22 people that were hit by gunfire, there were eight children involved. Now, can you imagine? They said they had over a million people out there yesterday. Now, there's one woman who actually lost her life, but... Why would you need to be shooting? What was the point of that? That it didn't matter to you that other people could be dead, that were innocent, whatever you wanted. And I looked this morning before we got on, 
and they still don't have any rhyme or reason. Now, there were a group of people who were there, and they did end up holding down one of the um, people who were firing. So I guess between then and now, of them capturing this this individual, they have not been able to figure out, um, you know, why they, you know, he was out there shooting, and they said all you saw was pandemonium, and you would have to, and this is why you know, you ever seen those? Have you ever seen those pictures of like a those um, what do you call it? Um, I can't think of it. Like, okay, so if you have, like, a one of those park, you've seen them before. Like, uh, uh, they have, like, a concert in the park, and there are no chairs, and everybody's chairs, and everybody's standing. You have got to be out your mind. I don't care if, they was, if it was free. I'm not going out there because, God forbid, anything happens. What, how do you move in all of that? Or you've got, I mean, people all around you. Uh, no, thank you. These parades and things, I watch them from the TV. You know, I watch them from the window of a building. But I, I cannot be out there because anything happens. You know, they said all they saw were people running. Um, they said even the reporters who were out there, they said it, like, took a minute for them to even, like, catch. Like, yo, this they shooting. Let's run. You know, but, like, where do you go? Because they're kind of always on the sideline. They're not in the middle of everything and everybody, right? They're always kind of on the outside with their camera people, and they got a different view and stuff like that. And it's like the stuff ends up happening so unexpectedly before you know it. It's, like, crazy. It's crazy. So here's what I want you to do for me today. I want to talk. I want to talk to you. I want to talk with you. 516-387-1358. 516-387-1358. Again, the number is 516-387-1358. Feel free to call in if you have any stories of people who are just like, why? Why? You know, and, and, I, I, and listen, the floor is open. You know, what? What may be you, you, what might be your why may not be my why. You know, I might can figure it out, or I might could think, you know, why they do it or they don't do it. But I'm gonna give you a few minutes to think while I go over some of the stories. So, unfortunately, you know, you have eight children who were struck by, you know, gunfire yesterday. Who was out there to celebrate? And how insensitive was it? to be out there shooting for whatever the reason is. So whether it was just like you were just shooting because you didn't have anything else to do, whether you were shooting because you got into an argument with somebody, you were out there shooting because, you know, you were just mad because the Chiefs won and the San Francisco 49ers didn't. Whatever it was, it was just something extremely insensitive. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's just too much. I came across this story. Now, I definitely want to weigh in with my ladies today and my my gentlemen today, my due time crew, and I want to hear from you. So here's a story of a woman who went to a hairdresser. Now, this is her normal hairdresser, and she loves the way this woman does her hair. Now, 
she ended up get she was getting her hair braided. She considers this woman the best braider, quote unquote. She sat and got her hair done for seven and a half hours. It was a three hundred and fifty dollar hairdo. That's how much she charged. So thank you, Teresa, Rihanna, because Lord knows they keep my hair tight and I do not pay anything because $350, you might as well just go ahead and kill me because I can't imagine paying this kind of money. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. Well, she said this was her first time she did not tip the woman. And... She posted on TikTok about it, and she said she's tired of the, I, I think I'm, tip, she, she's got tipping fatigue. That's what they're calling it. And this has been this huge issue for quite a few years now because everywhere you look, everybody has a tip jar. Yeah, if you go to the grocery store, they got a tip jar. If you go to this place, they got a tip jar. She says she's tired of being expected to leave tips for people at self-service kiosks with the the to-go orders, with the drive-throughs. Everywhere is a, a tipping issue. So she said this was one time. She decided she was not going to tip. She said because when she calculated it, this woman was getting $46 an hour. And she said, I think that's a really good price. She said, how many people are making $40 an hour? And she said that, you know, she went to get her hair done. She had to get have her hair washed, conditioned, and blow-dried. She said she's not, there's no shade or anything like this. She said, but she went to the woman's home, so she didn't have to worry about car fare. She said, so I'm, I just didn't tip her. And this was her first time. She said, tipping fatigue is real, and I'm kind of tired right now. So the other TikTokers responded. And one of the TikTokers said, you tip for how the service is. Uh, you're, helping that, you're helping out that woman with her life. You don't know her cost. Wow, okay. Someone else said, your braids look fire. She deserved a tip. Let's see what else they said. Mm. Someone else said, it was crazy not to tip someone who worked for seven and a half hours, and you would not be, if you were my customer, you would not be invited back as a non-tipper. Someone else said, you felt awkward because you know it was expected, and don't be surprised if she's busy when you try to rebook, I would be. So the question on the table is, was it insensitive for her, we're talking about insensitivity today. Was it insensitive for her to sit in this woman's chair for seven and a half hours and only pay her 
$350. And even with the $350 price, she should still be a, uh, she should still tip her because tipping is extra. Somebody else um, commented in here and said, well, you tip wait staff and, and things like that. And someone else said, well, that's different. So I, I want to hear what you think. So hit me up. You know how to reach me. If you want to talk, that's okay. 516-387-1358. I'm going to pull my due time crew up in a minute. Um, we will not have Tamika on with us today, but we, and I just got that notice. Uh, so we're going to miss her today. Uh, we don't know if we're going to get Brother Al, but we do have Pastor KL, and we got our girl Vivian and Shantice on with us today. So let's see what else, what other scenario we have that, uh, Hmm. We can ask if it's uh, insensitive or unfair to someone. All right, here's another story. So, remember the other day I talked about the curfew. There's 20 more migrant shelters that are going to get that 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew. Now, they're putting, well, they were starting this already, which in my opinion they should have had this already because all of the regular um, shelters have curfews. You cannot walk in there at any time of the night. You cannot walk out of there any time of the night. Once you're in, you're in, and if you're out, you lose your space. So they did not implement this when they started putting up the migrant shelters, but they did start um, a couple of weeks ago where I think it was four of them or six of them were um, given this curfew and now they added 20 more and they brought up the fact that it's now because all of the crime that's being committed. So some people are saying that it's insensitive and unfair because why should everybody pay, all the migrants pay, for the fact that some migrants are criminals. And other people are saying, well, what's the big deal? You should uh, be under curfew anyway. But that's the question for the morning. Is it insensitive and unfair? And should those who are committing the crimes be considerate to the fact that whatever you do is going to make everybody else look bad and you're not being fair to your fellow migrants, I suppose. <laughs> All right, so that's another question on the table. If you have your own, um, I think it's unfair. So my due time crew, I'm going to ask you. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you one more scenario. Then I'm coming to you, and I'm going to ask you also of your own feelings of, you know, do you feel this is unfair? All righty? All righty. So as a matter of fact, let me jump on this now. Jump on this now. Let's talk to our Pastor KL first. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you doing? I am well, thank you. I am well. 
good, good, good. All right. So, the first question we're talking about, you know, is it fair or not? Is it insensitive that this woman sat in this chair for seven and a half hours, paid $350 to get her hair braided, but still didn't tip? I mean, she paid $350. You know, I heard you say that somebody said that they didn't, they didn't know her situation. I mean, her price was three hundred fifty dollars for one head. I pay, I pay less for hair club for men. You know, I just go to, and, I, and that's a, and that's a club. You know, so I'm trying to figure out this. So let's go on this scenario. Here I am, a pastor, and you asked me to do Pookie's funeral, and we set a price. And now I got to sit through there while everybody's lying about Pookie, about how he, he's in heaven, he in a better place. Y'all tell all these good stories. So I got to enjoy all this. Shouldn't I get a tip? Where's my tip? But I don't get a tip. I got to sit down and listen to all that. But where's my tip for enduring that? The lies. All righty, all righty. Let's see what our girl Shantice has to say, whether she feels there should have been a tip on top of the three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, three hundred fifty dollars. Good morning, Shantis. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. I'm okay. All right. So, seven and a half hours of work, three hundred and fifty dollars for this hair braiding um, job. Is it insensitive that? She did not get a tip on top of the three fifty. No, because I'm trying to figure out what braiding job did you do that you charge three hundred and fifty dollars for only seven hours of braiding. Ooh, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, because box braids. If you do, I I've always done micro braids. I have sister locks now, which are the size of. My um, micro braids, like really small box braids. If you were to do something like that and really long, like I've done micro braids long to the point where it went past the woman's butt, and that took me 12 hours, and I braided by myself, no help. Something like that, yes, you would pay. If you're doing someone's sister locks or something like that and you're not charging them, as if you're a real professional um, loctician or something like that. And, you know, because they charge like $800, and I don't know why. But they charge, all, you know, all of that. And you say, you know what, I'll do it for like 350 400 or something like that. I can see that. But only seven hours of braiding, and you, I, I, I would have to see these box braids. Because that, that either you got help, all these braids were not worth three hundred and fifty dollars, so there goes your tip. All righty, all righty. Let's see what our girl Vivian has to say. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Seven and a half dollars, seven and a half hours, three hundred and fifty dollars. Was it insensitive that she did not get a tip? Mm, I, I would say no. No, I must be going to the tip and fatigue too because I'm tired of everywhere I go. And now it's to the point where it's not a tipping jar anymore. It's like you swipe your card 
and then it pops up on the screen, would you like to pick so-and-so? Mm. Everybody wants to pick. So I would say no. And seven and a half hours, I don't know. I don't do hair like that. I have done hair, and that's a long time. And when I ask other people to do my hair, I'm trying to find the most simplest hairstyle I can think of that will not take as much time because seven and a half hours is a full-time job. Like, come on. I don't know what y'all Jesus talking about. That's a lot of time. And mm. most of the time from what I hear now, you got to bring your own hair. Like she said, she went to the lady's house. So a lot of the times all you're doing is charging this crazy amount. But for seven and a half hours, that's a long time. But with everything else that they are adding in, bring your own hair, come wash, come with your hair wash, come with your hair blown out, and all this stuff, that tip is included in your price. Okay, okay, okay. Well, we got a listener response. Seven hours for three fifty. She should be grateful because a regular paying job is not getting that. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll weigh in. I think three hundred fifty dollars. You better have included that tip because I ain't tipping after three hundred and fifty dollars. And I have to. T- and this is not permanent. No. I'm sorry. I must go have this $350 hairstyle for about six months because, oh, my goodness, it just gives me a headache to even think about $350 on my head. And people pay this stuff. They pay it, they pay it, and they pay it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have the migrant curfew. Is it insensitive that everybody has got to pay for the criminals in the migrant group, and now everybody's got to get a curfew. Past, uh, you know what, Vivian, we'll start with you. It was insensitive for them to open up these shelters to the migrants and not implement that from the beginning. Mm. I spent years in this shelter with my mom for in my high school years, and from the jump, we born here. From the jump, that curfew was implemented. No matter where we went, we did a little bit of shelter hopping. And everywhere we went, we had a 10 o'clock curfew. We could not have guests in our in our apartment to this time. They had those, those regulations and those rules on us, and we are from here. So it's insensitive for them to open up these shelters and not implement a curfew on them. How dare you? All righty, all righty. Shanties, is it insensitive for everybody to have to get a curfew now because some migrants don't know how to act? No, and it just showed how careless they've been about everything. This just falls in the category of that. Why Why wouldn't you implement something? You know that they have nothing to do. On top of this already being a standard rule. People who live in shelters, they work, they go to school, they do whatever, and like Vivian said, yet they still have a certain time they have to be there. I don't even think they're really allowed to spend the night out from what I heard. No. I think if, if mm-hmm. I, if I, yeah. So I can't even spend the night out, but yet you can walk up in here anytime you want as if this is a hotel. Mm-hmm. And you know they ain't got nothing to do. So what what are you doing you ain't got no job. You don't go to school. You don't do it, but you walking back up here at 4 a.m. What are you, you, you coming back up in here with something you ain't supposed to, a body part, some drugs, some money, something, 
Because what are you out there doing? This just falls right into the category of them just being careless about everything. Okay, okay. Pastor KL, is it insensitive? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I've been saying they should have been have this um this this rule implemented. You know, and then they say that, you know, well, because this person did wrong, then I gotta pay for it. Well let me tell you something. Working in the retail industry, if 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 you steal too much, if there's too many shoplifters, you know, your prices go up. So we all pay. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden now chicken is high. All of a sudden and then you'd be surprised. People steal meat. You know, so you're like, well, no, why is this higher? Because, you know, they can't steal meat. Yeah, they can. Anything that's not nailed down, they can steal. And guess what? We pay for it at the end. Every time we make bad decisions and vote for presidents, who pays for it? We pay for it. So it's not insensitive. All righty, all righty. All right. <sighs> okay. So I, I, I said I was going to ask you all to give some instance where you felt you know, that this was just insensitive. Someone is thinking more of themselves than for the next person or the other people because that's the biblical way of showing love. You know what? You don't You know, it, love is not self-seeking. Vivian, I'm going to start with you because my time is more limited with you. What is there a... Is there something you can think of, a scenario it's like, I'm so tired of this insensitivity? What you got? Um, I'll say as a teacher, um, we talked about it all the time. I know Brother Al talks about it. Uh, just all these silly rules and regulations that they have on these teachers now. Um, I came across a video where it was a male teacher, and he had two uh, male students, and they were young. They were maybe eight, nine years old like brawling in his class and of course he's being foolish and recording it but he's not stopping it and it comes to that because now you know they're protecting the kids more so i wanted to i guess the insensitive part is was it insensitive of him to allow them to brawl he was telling the other kids no leave them alone don't touch them one of the kids asked is mr so-and-so gonna come and (laughs) i'm guessing it's the principal or the dean or something so is it insensitive now with all these rules and regulations that they have on us for us to allow these these types of things to go on? And it's like, all right, but but because of your rules, I'm going to just sit back and watch? Or, you know, should we be or should he have stepped in and stopped it? So what would you, what do you think he should have done? I mean, I'm in it. I'm in the the rules and regulations, and I completely understand the no, because if I touch these kids, if I do this, or, you know, if they said anything, y'all looking at me different. So I'm I'm all for the hands off, but then you would have other people who may not understand it, you know, you're not in it, you're not a teacher, and you're like, come on, you could have stopped those kids. So for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm with it. I'm I'm, I'm hands off. I'm going to protect wow, myself. Okay. All right. Uh, Shantice, what say you in this scenario? What do you think as an outsider, because you're not a teacher, as an outsider, what do you say? As, <laughs> as far as the teacher not doing anything but recording, 
Right. The the whole outburst in, in, in the classroom. You know what? I don't know if I would have gotten involved either. Because unfortunately, these parents are not doing anything with these kids at home. So now you're either intentionally breeding this or you're not doing anything to prevent it. Either way, most of these parents are not doing anything. So now I'm going to jump in the middle of this and potentially lose my job and or go to jail because I don't hurt somebody's kids. No. I probably would have recorded it too and sent it out to everybody, sent it out to, to the superintendent, to the parents, and everyone and said, this is what we have to contend with during school hours, and this is why I want no parts. Because either way, you're going to have something to say to me. Had I jumped in, you would have had some way you would have found a way to critique what I did, the way I broke it up, whatever. No, I'd rather just sit back and just let y'all see what happens when the village does not raise the child. Because I think there's just way too much dependency on the teachers alone, but the kids still have to go home. So, no, I I think I would probably do what the teacher did. Okay, okay. Pastor KL, what's your thought as an outsider? Yeah, as an outsider, I, I agree with, with, with John Tease. Um I'm not parenting your children. You know, I'm not doing your job. I'm going to do my job that they paid me to do, and that's to attempt to teach them. But I'm not going to do your job that you're supposed to do from the conception of your home. I'm not parenting your children. I'm not breaking up fights if... if if you and Shaquita want to kill each other, you know, then I, I, I make most of my money in eulogies. I give you my, my business card. But that's going to be the only thing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Not at all. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So there you have it. It's a unanimous vote. Stay out. Whew. A hard, hard decision to make. All right. Uh, Pastor KL, insensitive. What have you seen? What, what, what are you experiencing that's just playing out insensitive, seeking one's self? Well, I mean, I, I think the biggest one for us as insensitive is us just being black. You know, we, we get pulled over for stupid stuff. We get watched for stupid stuff. You know, because somebody else down the line did it or they think we look like somebody else, you know, we, we, we get criticized and ostracized and scandalized, you know, all, all of the above, just because of the, of our color skin. You know, we, we could not have done nothing wrong, but we look like, we sound like. He's the same height, same hair, same jacket, you know. So just for being black, you know, a lot of things have happened to us that didn't think of it. Okay, okay. Vivian, in that vein, what do you say about that? Do you feel there's some discriminatory um, or what have you seen or, or experienced because of, per, of a person's nationality? Um, I, I, can, I can agree that there's been some insensitivity and discrimination, absolutely. But then at the same time, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm ashamed of our people because, a lot of the times, the things that I see is our people. And you have to kind of get excited when you see something crazy going on, like the the people who um, attacked the police as he was trying to arrest one of their, their, their friends or whatever. 
I was actually excited that it wasn't black people. Because nine times out of ten, it's us who's out there acting a fool. So I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, have we have we faced discrimin- discrimination and have we faced insensitivity? Absolutely. But at the same time, can we as a people get it together? Like, come on. Okay. 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 So, 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 hold on one second. One second, because you make a valid point. However, is it because it's our people because that's all they're showing us, or is it just that we just doing it? I mean, do the other side not do anything, or do they do it and they get covered up so we don't know about it? Because it seems like it's very prevalent because they show us all the time. Anytime it's one of us, we're gonna be on the front page. Anytime we say something. If you ever notice an interview, there's always an interview with a foolish black person, and they blast that that interview. But you don't think there's foolish black, I mean, white folks and other race folks, they're just not showing it. So we're depicted that way because then we are ashamed of ourselves because we see ourselves. They don't show us them. Okay, okay, okay. All righty. I mean, I would say for me, I don't really watch news like that, and if it wasn't for, you know, Wild Wednesday Socially Conscious News segment, I would, I still wouldn't. I'm seeing more so of what other people are posting, and it's not necessarily, like, you know, news reporters and, you know, um, those type of platforms that are posting it on social media. It's the people that are posting it on social media, and because everybody's recording everything, if it works, uh, our people, I mean, it's not to say that I don't come across videos where white people or other races are going crazy as well, but it would be more that I see us. And it's not, oh, this white person recorded this black person, and now they, they blasted it everywhere. It's black people recording black people. You know what I mean? So the way that the way that the world is set up now where everybody has a camera and everybody's quick to pull out their cameras, you would see basically what it is in my opinion and what it is is from what i'm seeing at least is black people it's not only black people don't get me wrong i like i said i've come across other races doing some crazy things or some foolish things but nine times out of ten it's us and that's the that's the part that kind of frustrates me Okay, okay. Shantice, how do you weigh in on this, you know, discrimination that Pastor K.L. brought up? Each race has its, like, standard stereotype thought. Um, I have to say, though, honestly, we just look so much worse in whatever arena it is. We, whether it's because we are hoping that we don't stand out that way. And, you know, it just seems that, you know, the African-American culture is the one that does the most um, protesting and everything because of the history of it. And, I'm, you know, every race has their, you know, level of history with oppression and this, that, and the third. But, you know, when it comes to us, it's just, it's just so much more prevalent and known and out there. Um, but when it's now time to get ignorant, we just can't nobody do it like us. It's just that. It is. It's just, and as 
as Vivian was talking, I was just thinking about working in the restaurant industry. Like when we get, when you get certain, again, every race has a stereotype. So if you get this race, you're like, oh, I don't want to be sat by, you know, with them because I'm going to have to deal with this. And then another you're like, oh, I don't want to get sat with them. But it's something about <laughs> when <laughs> we come walking up in there, especially when it's a large group. Come on, come on, come on. It's like, I quit. Let me, let me clock out. Let me, I don't want to do this for the most part. You know, it's not, again, no, it's not everyone in every race. We're talking about the mass majority. So while, yes, you know, we are, you know, the ones where it's like we get pinpointed the most, you know, we get pulled over, most likely we're the first to get shot, you know, all of that, absolutely. But this is why it's, it's so important that we as a group just stop being ignorant because it just looks so much worse because of, what we have to go through with effortlessly, you know, effortlessly we get pinpointed. Effortlessly, we um, we face the discrimination, we face the the racial profiling, we face all of this, especially the young black men. You know, effortlessly, you know. So we we have to make sure we we rise as a people, y'all. And and so mm-hmm. you know, as because it, it is, I I can't even lie. Is that? Can I add one more thing? Yes. I was I was um in a Jewish community and then that's that that's what comes to my mind as well. You go to any other races community, you know, you go to the white race community, they you you already know what you're gonna find. Nice houses, nice communities, go to Jewish people, their communities are decent. You go to a black community and you're seeing fiend out people in front of the, your restaurant, you're seeing you know, you see crazy stuff. And that's where it's like, uh, can we get it together? Because it doesn't have to be this way. Why can't we as as black people take care of the things that we have? Why is it when we go to a black community, we have to see, you know, the drugs being sold and the fiend out people in front of the stores and on the corners linked over and the, the nastiness of the neighborhood? It's, it's, we, need, like, we need to get it together, honestly. <laughs> Uh, you know, as as a person in Pastor Kale's um, age group, and uh, you know, and, and you kind of, you know, when you raised from the '60s, you've seen a lot of different stuff, um, and it, it, <laughs> I, I'm I'm listening, and it's like. It's like part of me doesn't even know what to say because, you know, it, it is it is sad that, you know, we have um, been discriminated against <laughs> so much, and it's 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 bad that we've experienced, you know, um, um, you know, the, the racism and the prejudice and the you know, and the this and the that, and and this has been for centuries. This is not just today. For me, you know, you 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 kind of you kind of hear people saying, whether they use the words or not, you kind of hear, well, if we hadn't been through all of this, then maybe we could have, 
done better. You know, um, our our neighborhoods look worse because we we we're, we're we're more poor, or we don't have you know the the you know our economic and financial status is different. Um, and then I always ask, well, why we do it to us? You know, it's like so. Then you get the other explanations, if you will. You know, well, this is why we. It, it seems like we're doing it to us, and you know, this is shown more, or it's exposed more, or you know, we don't live in their neighborhoods. So when we go through their neighborhoods, and their neighborhoods look different, that's why it looks different because this is, you know, not our neighborhood, and we're accustomed to looking at all of this. And I just think it's it's just it is what it is. Uh, excuse me. I, th- I think it just, and you know, some people don't like that, that expression, but it it is what it is. I think that we have been, you know, discriminated against, like the lady said. But I do think that because of this, we 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 have to step up more. It's almost like when you were raised, and and Pastor KL, I'm sure your parents said this to you, and I know I taught the girls this because we're expected to do worse we have to fight harder and because we have to fight harder you better make sure you fight harder i don't want you looking like that or looking like this like the other ones who are e- who are ignorant or the other ones who don't have you know we don't have but do we have to look like we don't have you know that's what you kind of raise your children with and Unfortunately, you've just got this whole mishmash of stuff where you've got people who have a legitimate reason why their homes look toe up, and then you've got the other places where you go, and out on the balcony or the, what do you call that thing, the terrace, they got bikes, and they didn't hung the towels. <laughs> you don't go through the other neighborhoods and see this. If they're, you know, the regular people, you know, we're not talking about the, you know, the, 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 the low class people. We're not talking about them. We're just talking about general people. You will, and you can always say, mm, I know who lives there. Or, oh, you know, it, it's bad because we have, you know, instead of pushing forward, you know, and some people say, well, we don't push, we're suppressed. It's, it's, just, it's just like, that's what I said, it's just a mishmash of things. But my, my, my to, to kind of close this down, and, and I'm going to go back to saying, we were raised that, and, and I know because you know, from what I, listen, I, I grew up with Pastor KL, you know, in his era. Our parents, you know, you weren't looking like. I don't care how much you didn't have. You weren't allowed to go out and ask for something to eat at somebody's house. Why? Because it looked like I didn't feed you. Not because I didn't, but because if you even give inference that you're hungry and we don't have, you better not. If you make me look that way. There was a lot of that pushed back then. But I think it goes back to what you all said the other day uh, when we were on uh, Tuesday about who's raising who now. You know, it's been a breakdown over the last few decades of who's raising who. And now, you know, you do find the people on the corner, and you do find, I'm smoking weed with you, let's smoke weed together, let's drink together, let's party together. So do you expect for these people to act any different when the parents are not acting any different? So it's just, it, that this is where we are now, unfortunately. Um, 
Vivian, I, we're about to lose you. If you want to say anything in your exit, here's the time to uh, to that you can. Um, I guess if I if I would say, let's just rise up as a people. <laughs> but no, let's like let's think about <laughs> let's think about the let's think about others. Let's put others more you know think about them more highly than ourselves, and that can that can go to even this last conversation we, we had about the different races. If we're considering others more highly than ourselves, then we would take better care of our community. We would take better care of our things, thinking about the children who have to live in this community, thinking about the people who live in this community. If you're thinking more highly of them than yourself, then you're going to take better care of your things. So let's let's consider that. Let's think more highly of others. Let's let's rise up as a people and let's just do better as a community. Okay, okay. Thank you. We pray you have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You as well. Have a good day, everybody. Okay, thank you. All right, Shantice. We have an opportunity to hear your insensitivity story. What you got? <sighs> These dogs, these dogs <laughs> in the supermarket, these dogs swimming with you at the beach, these dogs at, in the bank with you doing bank transactions, like the dogs are just everywhere. Like this is beyond being a dog lover. Not everyone else is emotional around you because you need your emotional dog with you everywhere. I was in a bank last month at the ATM and someone was on their way out of the bank, but they had to walk past like the row of ATMs in order to exit the bank. And the dog, not only was the dog in there, but the dog was not on the leash. So the dog decides, I guess my jeans looked attractive because he just came, he or she, whatever the dog was, just came over and was sniffing and I automatically got loud because a few different thoughts and emotions was running through me. See, how this emotional stuff is contagious. And I just started going off, and I was like, I didn't know whose dog it was. I was like, who, get your dog. Get your dog. That's all I kept saying. And he was like, they didn't even think about you. While they're sniffing me, they're not thinking about me. And the security guard was just standing there just looking, looking and listening. And the only thing I thought was now, had one of us really took this to the next level, and I hit him or he jumped in my face or whatever, all because your dog can't stay where your dog doesn't belong, like belongs. It's just way too much insensitivity when it comes to the dogs are being pushed in the shopping cart at, 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 at Best Buy and Walmart and all of where food is, where you're supposed to put your kids, the dog is there. It's just too much. It's too much. Okay, okay. Pastor KL, what say you about the dogs? Insensitivity. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um oh. No 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 no. I, I got I got a few things to say. First of all, this is not dogs for me, it's 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 all the animals. You know, I, I don't understand how you know, this animal is helping you. You know, I got mental health or whatever. This this is this is my, my mental animal. 
you know. And and with with retail, if they come into your store, all they got to do is say the right words. You can't question nothing else. You just have to shut up. They're supposed to have a collar with 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 with, with all a vest. If they don't have a vest, you ask them, hey, you know, we're not supposed to have dogs here. And all they have to do is say the right words, and the conversation is over. I've seen emotional dogs. I've seen emotional cats. I even seen an emotional monkey. Now, I don't understand what the monkey does for you. I don't understand <laughs> what the cat does for you. Because if something jump off, the cat is jumping as high as he can. Now, I understand the dog. But then you got these dogs like these pocket dogs that you put in your bag. I'm not understanding how is this dog an emotional pet? What's he going to do? What is he going to do for you? You know, and then to, to Shantisa's point, you come in here and you bring this furry thing and you put it in my shopping cart as if, as if it's a child. And now I got to Febreze it and sanitize it and Lysol it before I let somebody else use it. Because now they put food in there or even clothes and now you're wondering why your clothes when you get home got all this fur on it. You know, it, it, it's just ridiculous. All because of the emotional pet. I'm now emotional. I'm emotional. Right, I need a pet for your pet. I need a pet for your pet. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, I saw a commercial uh, last night, and it was, now I want to make sure I got this right, it was service animals versus emotional support animals, and they broke this thing down, and they said that service animals have to be trained. They go through this whole rigorous training, and it's very expensive to train a service animal, and those are like animals like C&I dogs and you know, things like that, you know, dogs for the disabled and animals for the disabled, things like that, versus the emotional support animal where these animals are friends, brothers and sisters. Um, it's there because there's some emotional disconnect and Unfortunately, much to what Pastor KL was saying, you can take these dogs in a, a lot of um, uh, places where animals are not welcome. You are allowed to take these dogs. And check this out. The, the advertisement was being done because they were Telling and encouraging you, they said that a doctor, all it takes is for you to have a doctor's note that says you're in need of an emotional support animal and you can get this certification. Now, why this is legal, I don't know because there are more people who are afraid and allergic to these animals than there are people who need an emotional support animal. So, again, the insensitivity of it all, whereas we were in Vegas and we went into a restaurant and 
um, this woman came in. Now, she came in with a with a person, with another woman, and her dog. So when we were leaving, I went and I said to the, the, the young lady behind the counter, I said, you know what, the food was good, but I can't eat here anymore because, you know, and this place was referred. This was recommended to us while we were there. Shanti's actually mm-hmm. called somebody. Someone told us about this place. Go to this place. This place is good. The food is good. And it was. It was good. It was reasonably priced and everything. You know, it wasn't, it was clean. It was a good place. And I was like, I can't come here no more because you let, and she said, well, you know, we can't say anything about when they bring, and she got like kind of snippy, you know, we can't say anything about when they bring, you know, the dogs up in here. Well, that's not for everywhere. I just want you to know that. There are the places that can turn them away, especially if it's an eatery. And I don't. I, I'm, I'm really, you know, un, unfortunately there is a not, there are not enough laws that stand up for the fact that this is the minority. People who need an emotional support animal, they are the minority. Everybody does not want or can have an animal around them because this satisfies you now if you need this animal for emotional support then you really need to be by yourself because if you got a person walking up in here with you that means that you got company why you need the dog and company why do you need the company and a dog so you know it it, this is there's not enough um fight for those of us who don't want the dogs around or animals around, who don't want them, you know, I've gone to the people in Walmart, and she was like, please call, please call, because I'm sick of them. You know, it's, this is a, a, it's more of us than there are of them. So, you know, again, it's this insensitivity. It's thinking more of yourself than others. And it it, it doesn't matter because I have an emotional issue. So everybody got to be subjected to my dog. It's so bad. We are on planes with these dogs. They are not in cages and stuff. I mean, they are like right next to you. I'm like, yo, what is this? It's 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 ridiculous. It is it has come out. It's it's turned to really something really just outrageous. And again, this is the world we live in. This is the world we live in where, you know, it's about me and what I want and what what best suits and fits me and you know, I, I, I need, I need, I want, I want. So, you know, a reason to, you know, um pray. <laughs> pray. You know, prayer works. I, I gotta tell you, prayer works. I've seen some things turn around. You know, I'm gonna tell you something, all it takes is some for some rich white person to become seriously inconvenienced and raise enough noise, all of this will turn around. Trust me when I tell you. Get the right person, open up their mouth, or all of this will be very different. Uh, Thank you so much, Mm -hmm. my due time crew. And uh, we thank you for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. You as well. You too. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's uh, take this time. Normally we would be doing a pray for them. So we have one. We have a pray for them. So 
Let's hold hands and hold hearts to Heavenly Father, God of all mankind, God of today, tomorrow, yesterday, and forevermore we give you thanks. Thank you for being so kind to invite us into your day. Thank you for being so kind, so loving, so gracious, so good, so awesome. That regardless of what we do, God, you still tolerate us. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, you look beyond our faults and find our needs at all times. And you do not handle us according to our iniquities. And we are just so grateful. We're so grateful that you allowed us to see a day that we have never seen before and we will never see again. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for this, the, the, the conversations that took place today. You know, your word says that there's a biblical way to show love, that we, we need to love our neighbor in a special way, not just love them with this street love, but this agape love, the love that comes from you. The love that's designed, prescribed, and just executed by you. And Lord, we're just grateful that you're investing in us today and you're allowing us to see some things that we never saw, heard, considered. And you have expanded our horizons and expanded our understanding and we are so grateful today because, again, you didn't have to do it, but you did. And, Lord, we ask you to just deal with each and every one of us in whatever area where we're not displaying the kind of love that you expect us to. However and wherever we're falling short, God, we're asking to just help us clean this up. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just make this aware to each and every one of us and help us to understand that we need work. We need work. And that if we can't see something that's blatant in our life, that you'll begin to just expose the smaller things that are going on that we think are so small that they're insignificant but yet they mean so much to you that we would value more of what you feel and what you think, that we would want to put your way before our way, that we would work toward understanding your will for our life, the way it's supposed to be, not the way we want it, not the way we're hoping, but the way it's supposed to be. And we're thanking you that we're even in this arena where we can hear this. That we're not walking around just thinking all of the stuff that we do is right and what we see is okay. But you're pointing out these fine things that you are exposing us more and more and more to your will and your way. That we are having less and less excuses, fewer excuses every day to do right. And we thank you. Thank you. We're not going to be mad at you. We're not going to run. We're not going to hide because we don't want to be exposed, because we don't want to hear or see anything bad about ourselves, because we don't want that mirror, you know, turned and facing us where we really get to see how we are, how we really are. 
We don't mind the chastisement that we welcome because you said that I chastise those that I love and I call my family. Thank you for including us, God. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to be with those who were injured yesterday in, in, in the several shootings that took place. Anyone who is now suffering with a loss in their family from this senseless behavior, we ask you, God, to be with their families. Heal their hearts, heal their minds. Just take care of them in a special way for those children who are just out having a good time. We ask you, God, to just heal them. All of the people now that this will have a severe adverse uh, reaction to this behavior, we ask you, God, to handle it in only a way that you can. We ask you, God, to just heal this land. And I know you have your requirements. Your word says that if my people who are called by my name, if we just stand up and do what's right, if we turn from our wicked ways and evil ways and just repent and humble ourselves before you, then you said you will heal the land. Well, we're asking for whatever help we need today, God. We're humbly coming before you, God, asking you to help us. Whatever we can do, however we can correct our lives, that we can now face you and ask you to heal this land. We're asking for your assistance. Whatever's in our way, God, we ask you to just move it out the way. So it is no longer a hindrance to any of us. That we have no excuse, nothing blocking us, nothing shielding us. We can't hide behind a rock. We can't go behind the curtain. But it's laid out before us. And we thank you for just taking the time with us. Not just today, but every day. Not just every day, but every moment of the day. The door is open. That we can just walk through it. We can say, I'm ready, God. I'm leaving all of this behind. Mm, We give you the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As you can see, there's just so much to talk about from day to day. You just never run out of stuff. You just never run out of stuff to talk about because it's always something. Always something. Amazingly, there's always something that's on the radar. Always something that we can improve on and, you know, we can talk to one another. We can help one another see the better, that we can now help one another take the steps into walking onto God's path, that we can position ourselves so that God can make the crooked ways straight. All we have to do is position ourselves because even those of us who have the spirit of the Lord can suppress it. Bible tells us don't quench the spirit. 
You have that ability because God is not going to force himself on any of us. That That's a gift. That spirit of the Lord is a gift. That's your GPS that lets you know that you're not doing right. That GPS that helps you know, you know, hey, there's a detour here. You don't have to go down that one-way street. There's a way you can, you know. So, uh, hey, hey, there's a red light. Hey, traffic cam. Hey, traffic. Hey, you're on the best route. Hey, you're on the quickest route to get there. It's that GPS that's always nudging at us, always bringing back to our remembrance the word of God, what we've been given. I mean, how blessed are we to be able to say that God never leaves us nor forsakes us? It's always there. Whenever we're ready to repent, whenever we're ready to confess and just give it all up, he's right there. If he seems so far away, it's not because he's moved. It's because you've moved. And all you got to do is, like I said, just just reposition yourself. And let me tell you something. That's something that we as Christian people have to do all the time. All the time. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to man. <laughs> to man. <laughs> you're always thinking what you're doing is right. Always. And God is... is is always there to redirect you. And and this is why I always say, you know, I'm always the first one to say God is always snatching me in my collar. You know, always like, uh-uh, Stephanie, mm-mm, mm-mm. just turn yourself around and here's what you do. No, no, no. Mm-mm. That's not quite what I want. I need you to do it this way. Because, listen, we, we have this nasty flesh and this nasty spirit that is always going to be in the opposite direction of God's spirit. Always, that's what the the Bible tells us. It's always at war with one another. Because we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We're always going to have, you know, that, you know, nudge to go in the opposite direction, no matter how much we want to do right. And that's one thing I love about the Lord I love about the Word of God because it addresses everything. It says, every time I try to do right, evil always presents itself. Then listen to the terminology, evil always presents itself. When I try to do right, when I get a little sense, sensibility that I want to do the right thing, evil always presents itself. It's not something that is uncommon to anyone else. So all you have to do is partner yourself up with people who are also striving. And that will help you in that uh, thinking more of others than yourself. Thinking of others first than yourself. Love is not self-seeking. It keeps you from being selfish. Trust me. Staying around God's people keeps you from being selfish. Because when you grow in the love of the Lord, 
it's 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 going to become easier. And people who know God and who's also striving, they're going to help you because they're going to be able to say, you know, you're not doing this right, or, you know, how about we do this, or, you know, let's get this word fast, or let's get this accountability group going on. Yeah, they're going to help you come up with some things that are going to help you in this journey. And because you're going to have, because you have the consistent assistance, you're going to learn to love people in a different way. God is strategic. I love God because you're not going to find a better strategist. He's always got a way, and you're always going to see him when he's working. You're going to always see who he's working in. He's always going to expose things to you to let you know how far you've come or how far you need to go. And that's how I gauge where I am. I look at what is around me, and I say, okay, God, you're showing me this because now I can assess where I am. When I look at your word and I look at this thing here, where do you want me to be in this? Should I be there or should I be someplace else? Should I be acting like this or should I be acting like that? Should I be saying this or should I be saying that? Always a gauge. It says the word of God is there for correction and reproof. It is there so you can do your checks and balances, so you can reconcile yourself to the Lord. That's that's the goal. He gives you this world so you can assess it against the Bible. What does the word of God say? My constant question. That's my tagline. What does God say? What did God say? What is he saying to you? Is he saying, I need you closer to me. I need you to come out from amongst them. I need you to shift from this. I need you to stay away from that. I need you to kind of move over this way and not go that way. Is that what he's saying? And are you listening? Ah, are you listening? Let's make sure we listen to everything God tells us to do, and we let's make sure we put others before ourselves in a healthy way, in a way that would be pleasing to God. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, Thank you for your participation. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to just strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares our life where it's Freestyle Friday. Until then, I love you.